0: And he goes, David, don't you know, people eat with their eyeballs. And I was like, what? They? Oh, yeah, okay. They, they first see it, and then you see it over repetitious. Then you say, okay, I really like that piece of cake. And so we didn't really think that it would work like that, but it does. It just, you know, think about it. If you're, if you're at a barber shop or you're at the nail salon, you keep seeing as it, I like, come to the Italian place for this dessert cake. Eventually, you're like, I just want that cake. Right? We'll go in for a slice of pizza and we'll get the cake. So that seemed to work really well.
1: Tired of the same old marketing tactics? Yearning for results that truly matter? You're in the right place. Welcome to Marketing Reimagined, the podcast that boldly challenges traditional norms and ventures into the realms of innovative strategies. Each week, we dive deep, giving you actionable insights, and refreshing perspectives to help your brand stand out in a crowded marketplace. If you're a marketing maverick, ready to shatter the status quo and reimagine your marketing efforts, then you're in for a treat. Welcome to Marketing Reimagine, your home for transformation. Let's dive in. All right, lovely people, welcome back to another very exciting episode of Marketing Reimagined, where we explore innovative ideas and creative strategies with experts in the field of marketing. Today, I'm really excited because I'm joined by a new friend of mine, Dave Van Beekham, all the way out of Orlando, Florida. Dave is one of the co-founders over at Twiva, which is the world's first social TV network for small businesses and influencers. We love our small businesses here, so I'm super excited to talk to Dave more about that. But in addition to co-founding Tweva, he's also a digital marketing guru, a startup enthusiast, a tech expert, and he brings a really unique background and expertise around development, databases, automation, 3D printing, AI, and all the fun things. So we're going to see where this conversation goes today, but I'm super excited to introduce you all to Dave. Dave, thanks for being here with me, man. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm very excited. Absolutely, man. So TWIVA is a very interesting concept, and it sounds like what you've been able to do there is is you've been able to kind of create a digital ecosystem that allows small businesses, brick and mortar, you know, folks like that to easily get their brand out there. Take us back to the inception of TWIVA and what got you so riled up that you decided, you know what? I'm gonna go the path that so few dare to go, and I'm gonna actually build a company around this. What's that story,
0: brother? Oh my goodness, it's, it's probably starts way back when I was a child, and you know the entrepreneurial dad and you know tech stuff growing up back in the days of the 286 computers, you know 33 megahertz computers. But always always kind of tried to build companies, you know things on my own. I love to work with people in the background, kind of in the tech side in the background. But after you do that for so many years, you kind of want to build something yourself. And you you figure, okay, after the yeah. 20th website you've built, after the 13th database with 10 million records in it, you're like, all right, I get the process. Let's do something. So I started looking around for people that just had similar dreams and goals. And you're like, hey, do you want to build something big? And some people would say, yeah, yeah, okay. Well, let's take the next step. And, you know, eventually you fell into the the guys that I'm working with. And we actually started in a different different business. We were building out a food distribution app for not for the retail side, but for restaurants and smaller distributors to try to help the small distributors and restaurants with their uh, ordering. Because a lot of that would still paper many years ago. And then we stumbled upon marketing and we figured, okay, how do we get into restaurants? How do we talk to those general customers in there? And my co-founder, you know, said, well, if there's any way that we can advertise on TVs in his businesses, he had about 20 different restaurants, just privately, you know, partnered with them. And he had this idea of, he, he's, you know, put his little business card, other people would put their business cards, you know, but the front of, of restaurants. And so he would, he told me, he's like, why don't we just take their business cards, take a picture with your phone and then put it on the TV. And I was like. Yeah, that's a little bit old tech, though. I think we might need, you know, you can't just have business cards on the TV. This would have to be something more that, like, people would want to look at. Maybe the local weather, maybe traffic reports, maybe social media for the business. Like, it has to be something local. So it really started with the idea of that first customer that may be looking for other customers, let's say the, the business owner looking for customers in that that community. And so I would ask my, my business partner, I said, you know, why would you do that? And he would say, well, look, this guy is a plumber and he's here in the community. Let's say he's e- eating linguine and clams at the restaurant. All the people sitting at the restaurant are, are literally his customers. That's his target demographic. And they really yeah, don't know sense. at this point that he's the plumber. So if there was a way that we could connect them, and so he would go around. Oh, look, this is my friend. He's a plumber. Let me help him. Oh, you have a problem? Like he would, he could do his little bits, but it was only when he was there. So he he was dreaming up this idea yeah. that if we could somehow connect local businesses together when they're you know out eating food, or maybe we could build build an idea around that. So that's kind of how that came about. That's a super cool story, man.
1: I, I love that. It's sort of just organically unfolded into what it is today. And I always tell people, especially those that aspire towards entrepreneurship, you don't have to have all the answers now, just get in the race and start moving, right? Like the answers come as a direct reward for doing the thing. And it sounds like that's definitely what you all experience there. I love it too, because small businesses, I feel are the backbone to our country and so many of them. Are just really good at their craft, whether it's plumbing or HVAC or whatever thing it might be, but they don't actually know how to put themselves out there. Talk to us a little bit about the small business owner mindset that you tend to encounter and how you help them embrace this digital transformation that you all help them with Mm -hmm. in terms of getting themselves out there more.
0: Yeah, so I agree. So small businesses are kind of where all of the ideas and the hard work start. You know, like you said, even this idea started from that very organic, background of watching or interacting with customers. And that sparked his mind. And he's a small business owner. So he would be like, Hey, I got this idea. He used to tell me, you know, David, when I go to sleep at night, my mind is racing a million miles an hour. My wife take her two fingers, close my eyeballs. And I was like, what? I mean, I kind of have the same problem. My wife doesn't close my my eyes with, with her fingers, but I, my mind races. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs have that. You know, we always think like, oh, we could create something yeah. new, but we don't always realize that there is a lot of work involved. And then there is a marketing aspect that we also don't realize. Well, depends on, I guess, what industry. And if you're, you're in marketing, obviously, you'd understand that. But if you're in that small business mind, you don't necessarily have that team of five or 10 people around you yet. So you just think, hey, if I put 75 hours into this project, this idea for the next six months, I could build something big and get this, this going, but it doesn't always work that way, right? You have to have all your ducks in a line. So what we wanted to do is help that really first, first foundational entrepreneur, the one that just starting out in the community. And so when we looked at TV advertising, It's very expensive. It's, it's really ridiculously expensive, like $3,000 and to $10,000 for a general campaign, and this might be many cities, let's say Orlando, right? It's, it's huge, but it's not targeted. So they'll just say, Hey, we'll send this, this ad down through the satellite. And this is what it's going to cost. And so previous to this project, I did actually run with a different business, a TV commercial and it was about $3,000 just for one commercial. And we thought, well, you know, if it's hit 30 million people, there's going to be pretty good conversions. We got one phone call and, and it was really like insane. Yeah. It was insane that it would be that bad of a conversion. But, you know, in the meantime, the, the representative from the, the cable people were saying, hey, you know, look, you, this has to be you have to show it more than once. You have to, this is a weekly thing or every two days, you got to show that ad again because people will see it and they of go, of course, oh, they're going to say that. Yeah, well, that's what I was thinking the old time, right? Yeah. Like you, you want everybody to be paying that much. So that was, you know, but that was years before this. And so that we get to this idea that, okay, maybe it is a little bit of repetition. Maybe it is a little bit more of exposure, but to who, you know, to who airs your, targeted demographic and so the, again we're building we're we're learning all these little pieces and putting them together as we build out the idea the software and a patent for this whole system and we're going okay well are we going to show an ad for the plumber let's say the plumber ad are we going to show him like superman pose like i'm the plumber and i'm the best person out there all right are we going to do it like that or could we Create a community expert is what we would call it. Somebody that, let's say this old house, right? This old house TV show. You have a very popular show that people love watching houses being restored, how to fix things in your home. There's literally three or four contractors on that show. They bring other contractors in, but there's four main characters for all of America. Why does it have to be that? Why can't it be the contractor in my community? Why can't it be the roofer in my community showing me, Hey, these are the shingles that Mm -hmm. get pulled up in a hurricane in Orlando. And then you get up north. It's like, hey, this is what happens to your roof when ice gets underneath it, right? It's completely different. So we started talking about how we could help the the small business become a community expert by creating specific types of content that would be beneficial for people Mm -hmm. to watch when they're out and about or on that local TV channel. Yeah. So now it's more of a you know a focus on building out the network and then helping yeah. people create that type of content versus oh I want a 10 second TikTok and I want you to click, lead generate, boom. It's very small because you know I'm a contractor. This is more about branding yourself as the expert in your community. I mean, every com- most most cities yeah. are big enough, right? For a few contractors, a few Web designers. Mine has fifty thousand people in my city. I can't build projects for fifty thousand people. It's not that. It's not that there's. It's just the the problem lies in your marketing, not necessarily your your lack of expertise, right? So we we're anyway we're focusing on those small, you know, the small business that not necessarily going to advertise on TV, and they want to, but there's a little bit of a A gap there because nobody has. Yeah. I mean, I think it makes, to me, it makes
1: great sense from a couple of perspectives. You know, one, it's all about going where qualified attention is. And when you're a small business, chances are, yeah, you know, a TV spot sounds sexy. It sounds, you know, appealing, but you probably don't have an endless budget for days and months and years to shred that kind of money, you know, to a large massive audience that, you know, isn't qualified. And let's face it, man, TV, radio, that's kind of like traditional media. Like a lot of folks aren't even on those platforms that are looking to make buying decisions, if you know what I mean, right? And right. I love what you're talking about here with this idea of a community expert. When I was hearing you say community expert, community expert, my mind was going, oh, what Dave and his team are doing, it sounds like, correct me if I'm wrong, is they're working with these companies to become a hero to a specific group of people. You know, why show people in Orlando a TV commercial for a plumbing company based in Phoenix? Like that 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 company in Phoenix can't actually come in and be the hero to help the client with a plumbing issue. You've got to right. help the local girl or the local guy position themselves as the go-to expert in the specific market so that when that toilet issue comes up, they know exactly who to come in and usher them to safety. And it sounds yes. like that's what you're doing for your for your clients, which yeah, absolutely. on the back end, I want you to talk about this, probably helps ensure a greater return on investment with whatever they're spending on the advert, right? Because I know that's a huge thing for small businesses, especially with advertising, marketing, any sort of campaign is, what's the return on an investment? So talk talk to me specifically about how you, have that conversation with your clients and how the business model with
0: Twiba is structured as well. So I'm curious to hear a little bit more about that. Yeah. So we want to be the, the efficient version of TV, just like there's an efficient version of the light bulb. So the light bulb has been in existence for probably a hundred something years. Right. And then you had fluorescent in their 60s, 70s, but really the led is really what created an efficiency with light. I don't know if it's 10 times, 20 times, something like that. Then you have your car, same thing. like Tesla is probably 10 times more efficient. There hasn't really been something in that TV world yet that has been an efficient upgrade to a legacy technology in restaurants and small businesses. You have those digital, you know, the POS systems, the point of sale systems. And so that's an upgrade of a legacy technology. And it brings new things like, oh, I can check out with Bitcoin now or with any kind of blockchain. It opens up brand new opportunities for the next generation that did not exist with just cash and coin. So we are trying to create a a network that is very efficient. It's extremely cheap, but it also allows the business owners who are participating in the network to be paid a percentage back of those ads and other rewards that are on the network because we value the network right we want to make sure that the network stays on all the time and is available when my sister who is a hairstylist in new jersey says hey i gotta find new clients where am i gonna find them and she walks into the nail salon she goes okay cool there's a tweeva tv here All right, I'll put two bucks on that for the next two weeks or something like that, right? And so she whips out the phone, she puts it on, boop, now she's on the TV. So every lady, every person that she could cut hair for is sitting in that, within a mile distance of that location, could automatically see her on TV. And again, not the pose of like, call me, I'm really awesome. It's her delicately working on coloring, putting highlights in someone's hair, and you're getting to know that person. That's the community sure. expert piece. It doesn't really exist. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could say you could post enough reels on Facebook, but you're not going to get the person not looking for you. And this, the the TV sure. and the Tweeba network is more about the person in the community not necessarily looking for you, but needs you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: They just don't know it yet. And so it sounds like what you're getting good at at Tweeba is where are these people that need these services that they're not, even know where they need yet, how do we then go to these physical locations that are owned by business owners and outfit them with this TV, right? And then how do we think about coming over here to our clients who want to broadcast their services and help them create the right kind of content that can be pointed to the right TVs? And as the ads are shown, the businesses that basically have these TVs in them get a kickback. Is that your whole business model?
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're going to get Can a little get kickback, right? but it's going to be in the, you got that right. <laughs> you got that That's right. Awesome. And it's going to be That's a little brilliant. kickback in the form of a crypto rewards token. So investors, when we go to venture capital, oh. say, well, you might want to keep your crypto word out. You know, a lot of people got burned with that. And I said, yeah, but this is, this is part of the next generation that they understand long-term investment. And, this is part of the a coin is something that we can give the consumer, sorry, give the business owner, and wow. they get a, you know, a reward for it. But it rises in value with how many TVs are plugged in, how many seconds are available on the, on the network. So now, guess what? This person is going to, hey, did you put your TV in yet? Hey, did you put your TV? That's, it's spreading around because everybody wants their wallets to move up. And nobody can come in and just buy it out because oh. it's not on oh. it's not on a, a, a blockchain. So somebody can't come in and sell a million coins. It's a utility-based token, Damn, but it's still Dave. internal, right? That's some yeah. good genius. That
1: is some good <laughs> genius. So basically, there is this whole, I didn't even know that you had the cryptocurrency component, but there is a forced appreciation opportunity here. Yes. To where, as yeah. adoption scales, you leverage that network effect and the the freaking coin goes up.
0: Yes. So it's like, Hey, listen, (laughs) I can't pay. Yeah. I can't pay you a lot now, but promise me I'm working, I'm building. And with the network, as we build and scale together, I'm going to get you paid back as if you were getting paid for a really good TV commercial. Because one of the problems that my partner found was like, we would sit in his restaurant and just talk. And I'm like, how dare pizza hut advertising your location, right? And and he's like, I know, I know. It's so horrible. Oh, whatever. My pizza's better. And I was like, yeah, but they shouldn't. And But there's no way to stop it. There's no way to, to stop competitor commercials. But I was like, well, it would be right. good if they even paid you. And he's like, no, I have to pay for this cable. So I said, well, let's flip that around. Can we get customers paid yeah. for non-competitive ads? And when you look it up, there's like 170 different types of business categories call it, like you got to, you know, someone to pave your driveway. Well, that's different than someone to tile your shower. And that's different than somebody to cut your grass and then trim the hedges and fix the roof. There's so many different categories. You don't really need to show food in a food business. You could get them paid for every other right. small community expert. And so we kind of built this all out thinking of how do we Benefit the small business owner, and then also allow people to create a small TV channel around their community. Mm-hmm. So things like I would go to the parades, you know, maybe a city over with my with my kids, and we take pictures. Oh, and they would love it. And then when our, when we were building out Tweeva, I'm like, this is the perfect. This is where this content should live. Like the, Hey, I missed the parade. It's an hour later. I got out of bed late and I went to go get a cup of coffee. Oh, there's the parade. Oh, that's so neat. Like, where else would you see this content? Right? So it's community yeah. based. Yeah. It's, it's, it's great for everybody to add a football, high school, football, sports teams, winning catches. Yeah. Where is that content shown? If grandma couldn't go to the game, if yeah. grandpa couldn't make it, where is it? Well, it's on my phone. Okay. Oh, so they're this big, right? So tiny. And why don't we go to the, the the pizza place? Why don't we go to Chili's? Hey, let's load this up on it and everybody cheer. That's that's awesome. That's the community TV that Tweevit was intended cool. to be.
1: That's pretty cool. I mean, it honestly sounds like it's very community-centric and it's bringing people back together around the things that they ultimately want to support. You know, that was how small businesses thrive back in the day is you used to want a patron- the dry cleaner or the local Italian spot or the deli because you knew the person. So you're just leveraging modern Mm -hmm. technology to bring that back full circle. And yes, you know, content marketing is all the rage. I've heard you say a couple of times throughout our conversation, it's not your cheesy kind of commercial. It's, it's done in a way that positions that person as a community expert. And, you know, I'm assuming that there's some sort of thought leadership being invoked through that. So, Talk to us in the audience about how you think about helping your clients that are going to be advertising through the Tweva TV build these pieces of content that are going to go out. You know, A lot of small business owners are trying to figure out how to show up more authentically as who they are. So how do you yeah. all specifically help with that and
0: what advice do you have to the community listening? So, so this will be a mix of just think about – the way that you would well it's it's hard because it's really getting back to like you said a hundred years ago or 50 60 years ago when you did have that relationship with that person and you did talk right now i think i jokingly say this but you know you ever go to a restaurant and you see somebody sitting across the other way it might be a couple and they're not talking and then I, you like lean over and you're like, Hey, yeah. honey, you know, you think that'll be us one day? Like we're yeah. not gonna have anything to talk about. Yeah." And yep. so yep. we, we saw, you know, again, this is something that you live, you live, you live, and then you say, okay, could we fix this somehow? So in some of the test locations, in the very beginning, we started putting up pictures of the server and what they like to do on the weekends and maybe a picture of their pet. So now when somebody comes in. I did not know you drove a Harley on the weekends. No way. Are you serious? And now you have this little connection between a customer and a server. And then we started doing that with the cook and with somebody else in the back of the kitchen. And now they're starting to learn who the people are. It's not just give me my food. It's done, right? You're starting to learn who lives there, who eats there, what's their their kids, their family, what they like to do on the weekends. And so what we need to do is go back to that type of relationship in the advertising world. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, look perfect and be that plumber. It's, let me see the plumber do five different things, shake hands with the customer, get in his truck and go. That's more brand awareness. That's more community expert than a little ad on Google will just say, call me. I'm the best expert in the location now. Call me now. Which one do you think yeah. about when you see plumber, And especially once in a while, you're gonna see that guy eating at the same restaurant that you are. And you're gonna say, I think that's yeah. Bob, yeah. right? So now this is why it's more branding. It's more of the little bit different and probably what those TV advertisers were saying to me, oh, just spend $3,000 every week on, cause you need to be branded. And I just thought, well, I can't even get over what that means because the money was so much but this is probably what they found. This is why you see big car commercials online, pharma- pharmaceutical companies on TV, and then what else? You have your, your franchises, pharma, and cars. A lot, right? That's what we see a lot. Rarely do you see a small business on some sort of local channel being shown. So anyway, back to the way to, to create content is it's going to be between a long form and short form. You don't want it to be 10 or 15, 30 seconds. Let's take two to three minutes of content and show some of the good things that you show some of the, I would say, I mean, it depends on the industry, but you know, starting, if if you're talking about putting in pavers, it would be, you know, cutting the paver pieces. Then you're talking with the homeowner, you know, you're, you're, it's, it's hot outside and you're, you're taking a break to grab something to drink. And you're back at it, you know, filling it out in time. Sequ- time lapse of boom, 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 boom. Right? You're trying to fit a four-hour block of time of what you do into two to three minutes, mm-hmm. but you also need that little bit of interview in there. You need to talk to the talk to the owner of the the home. Think of like that this old house condensed down to three to five minutes, and that makes better content for somebody to watch because remember they're not looking on the phone, they're not scrolling past it, they're being Not forced, but that's the only thing they have to watch. So if they're getting their hair cut in a barber shop, they look up at the TV and they see, Mm -hmm. you know, they might be talking to the barber and they look over and they're like, oh, cool. All right, so somebody's putting pavers in. That's neat. Well, I can see that it's Florida because of the, you know, surroundings. Okay, that's cool. They must be local. And then you're seeing him. You're seeing the face. You're seeing the, you know, good job. It's not this cheesy branded ad of just call me i'm the best is him actually doing the work so this has to be done on all different aspects of different industries some may be longer some may be shorter but that content doesn't really exist on youtube either like youtube can either be really long or it can be short some somewhere in between seven minutes is probably too long ten minutes is too long and then you test it you test it on the network and you see can you get any conversions And the way that we would test it is we have unique QR codes on all the TVs are completely different. So I can see if they scanned in the front of the bar, in the back of the bar, in the side of the bar, you know, at at the slot, anywhere they go. And you'd have to make a a legitimately good offer. Let's say if it's a tax person, you'd say, hey, give me, I can give you 15 minutes for free, scan the QR code, come into my location and let's talk, you know, so. It's mm. not the same. As and click is that where QR code? Mm-hmm.
1: Gotcha. Is that QR code specific to each client that you have for their different commercials, basically?
0: It's specific to the client and the location and the TV. So we can track. Nice. Okay, that TV in the back—it's really not productive. So we don't. You know, we could we could lower the price of ads in the back of the store, and you know, raise the price a little bit front because we get better conversions in different spots and they have different times of day. Yeah. That makes sense. So there's a lot
1: of different variables. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would imagine, you know, the more data you can get, like the more informative you can be, or the more consultative you can be to the business owner, to the clients and, you know, obviously charge accordingly, man. It's brilliant what you built over there, Dave. Brilliant. And everybody loves a great case study, you know, in, in 60 or 90 seconds, tell us about, how this is working from a practical perspective with one of your clients there in Orlando and what sort of success and results they're seeing.
0: Yeah, sure. So we have a couple of different case studies that are working really well, but the first one is the funny one, the chocolate cake, is when we first started testing it, we talked to one of their food suppliers, I think it was like Cisco, and we said, hey, Cisco, you know, we're buying five different types of dessert cakes, send me something. And so they sent us this nasty 720p blurry pixelated you know version of the cakes this cheesy music in the background a fork cutting it and uh so we're like okay we'll edit this up so we edited it to a 30 second clip and we played it on some tvs at some different locations for italian places and uh forgot about it I'm like okay whatever it's a crappy we'll have to take our own when we get a little bit more time so we talked to him about 30 days or 40 days and they said yeah how's that how's that silly commercial going and he goes I don't know, I can't keep it on the shelf. I was like, What? What can't what the chocolate cake? And he's like, Yeah, I gotta buy forty percent more every month. I go, Barrio, what why? And he goes, David, don't you know people eat with their eyeballs? And I was like, What? They oh yeah, okay. They they first see it and then you see it over repetitious, then you say, Okay, I really like that piece of cake. And so we didn't really think that it would work like that, but it does. It just you know, think about if you're, if you're at a barber shop or you're at the nail salon, you keep seeing as I come to the Italian place for this dessert cake. Eventually you're like, I just want that cake, right? We'll go in for a slice of pizza and we'll get the cake. So that seemed to work really well. then we have some pressure washers that are doing some generic ads. They're not even that good of ads, but they're very, very effective because again, it's not something that people really search online. Like, Hey, I need to clean my sidewalk, but when you're sitting down eating, you're sitting at the bar, you're drinking, you're just in that state, you like, Oh man, I, I got to call them. And you take your phone out and you you, you hit the button and boom, you know, you get, you have this contact information. So it is working very well for the local customers. And we're always looking to grow and expand out to even we have, we have TVs and vitamin shops where they can show different vitamins. Just, we want to be that brand, wherever you look, if you go to the beach, and you go to a coffee shop, where do I find a surfboard? Right? Where do I find one of those little sailboat rentals? This is not something that you're like, I'm going to go to the beach and do that today, but it's something that it's in the area right now. It's local. You know, you're less than a mile or two away and you can find it. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that's kind of where we're at and yeah, how it's
1: working. Awesome, man. I appreciate you for breaking all that down. I really love what you're doing there. Are there plans to go beyond Orlando, Florida? I know we were talking offline. You're currently raising some venture capital. I mean, I don't see why this couldn't go to, you know, Allentown, Pennsylvania and Silver Spring, Maryland and every small
0: local community, wherever you have an audience and small businesses
1: that want to become community experts.
0: Yeah. So we're definitely looking outside. I mean, we have we have TVs all over central Florida, but the idea is to create a TV channel or allow anyone to create TV channels anywhere. So of course we'd have to start somewhere local. When you talk to venture capital, we went through a business accelerator and, you know, you find out you might've done a couple things wrong here or there. You know, when you, when you're a group of guys and you, you've got a tech guy, you've got an investor, you've got a visionary and you just say, okay, let's go to work. It, we did well, but there's certain things when venture capitals need to get, you know, certain types of funding. And so it would have been better to join a group. With, as soon as you have the idea, right? As soon as you start to figure out what you want, you have to get your non-disclosures, obviously, with, with whoever you're working with. But with the venture capital, you need to get a certain amount of traction in the market. And then you re- need to raise a certain amount of capital based upon the next three years. You have to build a business model. And say, okay, these are the plans that we're going we're gonna to get. And the second year, we want to be able to hire 13 reps. And in two months, there might be down to seven reps. So what does that look like? You know, what, what does the pay scales look like if this happens, if that happens? And once you build that out, then you have a better business model to be able to talk to venture capital, creating pitch decks. Yeah. you got to create pitch decks and talk to them. There's so many little pieces that I think people aren't aware of that it's better to be part of a team, right? Right in the beginning to say, okay, what when you're focused, you can build out a million different features in the software, but what are the bankers looking for? Because this is I would I believe this is more of like a billion dollar idea. This is a huge concept for somebody to be able to walk to a TV and put five dollars in their account and access the network. This is this is bigger than just a small something in central Florida. And so you gotta get those points across yeah. To, yeah. to venture capitalists. You gotta build your pitch deck. You gotta do all these things to get to that certain level and then scale beyond that level. Cause they wanna go a hundred times. I'm, you looked at, I'm sure you looked into that, right? Oh, I mean, that's
1: that's the only way that it's actually worth it for them. You know, yeah. they're, they're looking There's for- There's so many fail. These outsized returns Yeah. Understanding that in their portfolio, they're going to probably look at, you know, a hundred companies, a hundred TWEBAs to try to like maybe find 10 to 20 to hopefully have two to four possibly to hit big, (laughs) to offset all the other capital that's potentially never returned or that never hits that outsized return. So, you know, knowing their ecosystem and knowing their world, how do you sort of reverse engineer that? Like what you're saying, build out the MVP, have traction have your non disclosure so that you can increase your likelihood of getting funded and you know, ultimately becoming that unicorn that everybody always talks
0: about. Right? Absolutely. Things like yeah. we, we were trying to yeah. develop yeah. A, a, business model and the app and the software in the beginning and the business accelerator on the other side is saying, well, you're supposed to be sending out a press release every month about updated features, updated this up- What did you do here? Because then when those venture capitals look backwards, they can see, okay, this is the timeline. This is what happened. What did you do during a downturn in COVID? What, what, what did you do? What were you yeah. sending out? How were you building your community? How were you building your groups? And I, you know, I have to say a lot of that was new because we had our heads down building. Like, like I was saying before, we were taking our life experiences and trying to build something that people could use very sim- simplistically. Yeah you know, and an incredibly high efficient. So it's not like, okay, just throw that out on TV. It was, how do we track if somebody adds a piece of content that's not necessarily appropriate? How do we track that? How do we moderate that? How Then we have to test it, right? And so things like that may not need to be an MVP to go get your first million. And those are the differences yeah. between, right, getting to that, first hundred unicorns that you're trying to build out and right. maybe not. So those are the those are the things that yeah. I would suggest if someone's looking at going to venture capital, go, go search that sooner than later and figure out all their criteria and what they need. Even get on the phone with them, pitch them very, very early and say, hey, these are my ideas. What exactly are you looking yeah. for in this industry? I mean, next to some of us and some of the business accelerators, people were selling a $4 can of pop I think they were from Canada I was like four wait four dollars for a can of soda but they had a business model they had everything behind you know and it just it's different for that type of industry for me some of the venture capitals will say okay well look you're not just selling a can of soda what what are you trying to do Dave well okay you're trying to put a screen in a business that they don't really understand what it is then you want other businesses to come in and Post that content on a screen. Oh, oh, and then you want influencers to come in and shoot pictures and video for, you know, that business and then post it on the network because they're doing that for Instagram anyway, right? Oh, oh, and then you have this right. other coin. Oh, and th- you know, you have like these four or five different pieces that you're trying to build out together. It's sometimes very complicated for a VC group to even understand. You have to find such a select right. one that has this vision of like, okay, this is a really great idea. Let's build this out. Right. Yeah.
1: I'm really happy you said that because I think, you know, a lot of times with software or technology, like as the builders or the developers or the visionaries, whatever role you play in the startup, you get a little lost in the sauce. You get so excited about like this feature and that benefit and this widget, and you think, that like the more you can stack on there, the more you're creating this competitive mode. But really what I've learned, what my co-founder and I have learned, because we've definitely made that mistake is, kiss, like keep it super simple. You know, especially when it comes to an MVP, you know, your minimal viable product, like what is what is like the core problem the market is having that you can solve in the simplest way? And if you can get in there, like you said, build that traction, well then that really gives you the permission to demonstrate to a VC how all these other things are gonna solve problem two, problem three, problem four. But I think sometimes we come out of the gates and we're a little too overzealous and we haven't really even talked to the market about where they would rank, You know the different problems that they're having that your features or your benefits are gonna solve for. And so we don't really know where to start. And then we, if we confuse, you know, and we know this in marketing, what happens? We lose. So I, I think you're absolutely hitting the nail on the head there. And I appreciate you for opening up about that. And what you're learning, man, because I think, you know, so much of it is just having conversations and figuring out the criteria and who is this even a good opportunity for? What have they traditionally invested in in the past? Do they even like marketing automation or digital transformation? You know what I mean? Like they might be in oil and gas, for instance, or healthcare. So there's a lot of uh, processes that need to be considered, right, to really give yourselves the best chance of getting capital because capital is still out there. I know that the markets are tightening, but you know, there's, there's no shortage of cash out there for the right opportunity.
0: Yeah. There's always somebody looking to invest in something, especially if they're trying to build a diverse portfolio, they're looking for something scalable in the tech side. So they might have real estate, they might have physical Mm -hmm. things. And then they say, okay, what am I going to risk on tech? And if you look up a few of these early stage companies, and I'm gonna talk about like Tweva as it will be, right? But it's why we picked the name. Like it's it's easy and Twitter, Facebook, Tweva, right? It's easy. But look at let's look at these other ones that I was so Canva. Canva, I was hearing on some other podcast, a guy was saying he was getting investor in you know, pitches for Canva years ago. So they said well if he invested five thousand dollars at the early stage he would have he's like it went something like it was over the weekend he got it on friday afternoon and i think they closed it by monday or tuesday and he's like some reason i just didn't open the email i didn't look at it today it'd be worth 28 million for five thousand dollars investment and so this is how a lot of these you know you investors are doing it so once you make your first five or ten you just spread that across 1,000 companies. And essentially, that's what the VC groups are doing. But on a, on a personal level, he wasn't even part of VC. He was just you know, on this list of, hey, we're going to get 1,000 people giving us 5000 bucks, or 10,000 people giving you 5000 bucks, And then one or two pop, and boom, you're an instant $28 million. Same thing with Uber is at these different levels when you get in, if the product works if they can get to venture capital, eventually it's just incredible returns. It's like, you can't even get that in a, in a yeah. massive penny stock. So, but <laughs> it's because it's a utility thing, right? It's like, yeah. they're actually building a company.
1: Yeah. So absolutely, absolutely. Which is why I'm really excited about your, uh, Teva coin, but Dave, this has been so good. This has been so good. I'm really energized by what you're doing for small business owners how you're taking this antiquated model of advertising through TV and making it more accessible to the common person. And I cannot wait to continue to watch what you do from afar, but how can we stay plugged in with Tweva? How can we learn a little bit more about where you're going to be going and follow you online? Please tell the listeners.
0: Yeah, sure. So because we have these different verticals that we could bring in a, a business owner with a little bit of foot traffic, on the business side, we could bring in an influencer and you know, and help them create content for local businesses. I just set up a basic landing page for connect.tweva.com, and you can select I'm a business owner or cool. I'm an influencer. And uh, if that's too much, just search Tweva T W E V A on any social platform. We also have a social media arm that we help people with social media. So we got most of, like most of the accounts out there were on. And we're, we're publishing too. And just follow us. You'll see what we're doing. Every time there's a new screen in there, we really want to build an email list of all business owners. So whenever a new screen comes online, we say, Hey, you know, this, this bar or this, this business just added one. You want to add your business, throw five or 10 bucks Mm -hmm. in your account, let the ads run and just get some Mm -hmm. exposure. I think for the most of the people, like I want to start a cupcake business, or I want to start this, you need that local really, really local exposure. And if we can help small businesses get there, that's, hey, that's that's good. That's happy. I'm happy. L- let's go.
1: <laughs> awesome. Dave Van Beekum, we'll talk to you soon, buddy.
0: All right, thanks. thanks for having me on the show.
1: And that wraps up another insightful episode of Marketing Reimagine. We hope you've been inspired and motivated to think differently about your marketing strategies. Remember, it's all about breaking barriers and challenging the norms. If you have a unique marketing strategy you'd like to share, we'd love to hear from you. Join us next time for more eye-opening discussions, thought-provoking insights, and above all, a fresh perspective on marketing. This is Marketing imagine, redefining the way you think about marketing. Until next time, keep reimagining.